Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zwei Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting advice and guidance in your ear. Zweig Group's team of experts have spent more than three decades elevating the industry by helping AEP and environmental consulting firms thrive. And these podcasts deliver invaluable management, industry, client, marketing, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts, elevating the design industry one episode at a time. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you today. I have a very, very special guest, somebody that I have worked with at Zui Group for a number of years in a number of capacities. And so I'm excited that she is, is now part of the Zweig Group team from an advisory perspective. And that individual is Kristen Kautz. And Kristen is the founder of Jam Idea Agency and also an artificial intelligence expert. If there is such a thing, right, Kristen? You know, yes, I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, no, I mean, I say that kind of tongue in cheek because the reality is, is that there, everybody's, there's always people that are just a few steps ahead of other people. And you're one of those people that are a few steps ahead of a lot of the design firm leaders that are out here that are listening to this podcast that are trying to make sense of what artificial intelligence was all about. And so when I saw what you were doing and what you were working on with Jam, I said, man, that would be great. And then I realized the stars had aligned and you were working with Zui Group and were offering up some of your services through the flagship of Zui Group. I said, man, I got to have Kristen on the podcast because we've done podcasts together in, in a former life. And so I thought this would be fun for us to chop it up and talk about, you know, the advent of artificial intelligence. And I want to lay the groundwork for everybody listening to this. I think it's important to recognize that here are some AI statistics and trends for 2023. And and I got this from AI and I fact checked it. So this is not fake news, but the global AI market is projected to reach $470 billion by 2027. That's just four years from now. Mm -hmm. I suspect it might be a little bit larger than that. It says that AI is expected to contribute 15.7 trillion with a T to the global economy by 2030. Mm -hmm. That's just in seven short years. 37% of businesses and organizations employ AI, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not even at the 50% mark. And then nine out of 10 leading businesses have investments in AI technologies, but less than 15% deploy AI capabilities in their work. And so 
I don't want that last sentence to be missed by anybody. Right. We know AI is here. We're not necessarily using AI. And if we are, we're not even using it to its full potential. And that's the scary part of what AI could actually represent for businesses, let alone for design firms, which let's face it, we need all the help that we can get in this space because we have a lack of of new people coming in the pipeline. When When you think of talent, when you think of they're not minting enough engineers, they're not minting enough architects. So we have to think about how are we going to multiply and grow our, our, our organizations without necessarily hiring even more talent. And AI may be, yeah. may be one of the answers for that. And so Kristen, thank you so much for joining me on the You're podcast. Welcome. That's, that is my long soliloquy and introduction to this, but I would love for you just to give our audience an introduction to who you are. Just tell us a little bit about your superhero origin story, and then we're going to jump right into to AI and, and what it uh, what it means for for those listening. I don't want to. This is be the boring part of this conversation, <laughs> but I've I've been in AEC for about twenty five years. Worked my way up to be you know a functioning CMO, uh, large organizations, large firms, architecture and engineering, and probably about like four years ago. Randy, you know me well enough. I like try to think differently. And I was just really interested in trying to figure out marketing hacks and some other types of marketing tools that people were not using in our industry. And I was keeping a list of them. And last year, I wanted to present on them. And so I kind of started going through the list around October of last year. And at the same time, I was going through this list of stuff that was mind-blowing to me, ChatGPT hit. Right. So, I mean, it was, I didn't plan it. I was just like, it was magical. So when I gave my first presentation just in January of this year, only a small sliver of it was really about AI. And after that presentation, it was, I mean, I've just never received feedback like that presentation in my entire life. And I was like, oh, I must be onto something. And so it was like the trifecta, the quadfecta maybe of like what I really am interested in what people are interested in, what I could probably get paid to do, you know? And and so after that presentation, I started to add AI as a larger component, obviously. I mean, even by, by the time I was researching that presentation to January, ChatGPT had shifted as well. I mean, it was in a beta version, then it came out with its subscription early. And so things were changing so quickly. But I started to tell people about what AI is, what it does, why now, things like that. I think I just they were, were missing that really simple component of trying to understand AI. So anyway, I'm rambling now, which is not good for a podcast, but no, I it's fine. I'm really, really, really interested in in this technology and these these kind of new things and how it's it's going to be absolutely systemically changing life, right? Business, personal. And then of course, because I've been in AEC for so long, I'm not interested in the weird AI hacks or the weird AI that, you know, changes your face to a cat avatar, (laughs) which is, you know, funny and cute and stuff like that. There's so much out there. But now I'm really interested in AI tools specifically that are going to impact business and AEC. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's funny that you say that because I mean, I think everybody probably did their avatar or recreated it through AI. And I know I did. I, I, have, know, I, 
I got the app and I, I've got like 50 really cool pictures. One of me is a, as an astronaut. I mean, yes, it's it's actually absolutely. it's a lot of fun, honestly. But yes. but you're you're absolutely right. There are, are there are so many applications for yeah. artificial intelligence. It's almost like, you know, right now we're getting so much information. It's like drinking water from a fire hose. Yeah. How do you determine what is valid and what isn't? And like I always say, and, and I, I wasn't joking when I said it earlier, you just need to hit your your wagon to somebody that's a couple of steps ahead of you that kind of has been there and done that. And it will save you multiple steps. Right. And I think that's what you're finding is well, that since you put yourself in the middle of it, people are coming to you saying, hey, Kristen, help me out. It will save them time. It will also save them money. Right. So yeah. one of the barriers to any type of new technology is the expense or cost of getting in the marathon. I always call AI a marathon. We'll yep. talk about that in a second. So I'm going to go back to a point really quickly. So when, when OpenAI, which is the company that created ChatGPT, when mm-hmm. they launched last October and then publicly earlier this year, I think I just heard the statistic that there are 14,000 new startups based on that technology alone, 14,000. And then it's like 25 to 50 a day or something. It's insane. And then if you take that coupled with the business facts that just a third, only maybe more than that, sorry, a lot of those startups fail, you know, I mean, it's only like a couple of them make it. So I always tell people, yeah, you just said hit your wagon. Don't hit your wagon to a piece of technology or a specific tool. Hit your wagon to the idea of you want to test out AI in your workflow and your daily life. What kind of things can you start to use right now to get used to AI in your life? So it just becomes a natural part of your everyday, you know, business. Yeah. And that, and again, that's going to take a little trial and error. Yeah. You will make some mistakes. I'm, I'm just putting that out there now, but I think you will find that you'll be pleasantly surprised how quickly AI can impact your workflow. Oh and I'm just going to share Absolutely. a couple of examples really quickly because it, it, these are kind of benign for design firms because they're not necessarily things that you would do, but the same applications exist within the design industry space. Whenever I create a podcast, one of the first things I do is I create show notes, right? Because the show notes are what I share out on the web. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, artificial intelligence is so good that I can feed and create kind of uh, my own focus on what my show notes have looked like in the past show that to chat GPT or whatever mm-hmm. AI platform I'm using, whatever large language learning model that I'm using, and then have it spit back out to me based on audio that I share with it, a version of a show note that I didn't create. Maybe I go over it, which I obviously always do. But the beauty of it is my time and effort mm-hmm. that, that you typically went into creating show notes and other residual material for my episodes has gone from a couple of hours per episode down to a few minutes. Right. And that's literally how quickly it changed in just the last few months. And so, and like you said, I'm actually, I'm paying a company money now that provides a service to me that wasn't even available to me six months ago. Yeah. And that service is something that I use daily. Yeah. I will tell you too, like, so time and the money part, most of my presentations, when I talk about tools right now, I try to recommend free things, you know, and and tools that have that free access to them because I feel like, yeah, you should start with that. Are your show notes, is that the listening tool to our discussion and then creating that? So typically how I 
used to do show notes where I would have, I would create a transcript and then I would yeah. take those, yeah. the transcript, and then I would create notes from that transcript okay. that would be in a portable format of, you know, anywhere from, I don't know, 300 to 700 words mm-hmm. in what would be typically a blog post or something along those lines or an article. And that would be my show notes. Now, not only does AI for me take the audio that I've created. So like, even like this, I will feed this into my, my AI device pro, uh, program that I use and it will spit back to me title ideas. Yeah. It will spit yeah. back to me the best quotes. It will spit back to me a LinkedIn post that I could use. It will yep. spit back to me posts that are perfectly set up and synced up for Instagram. Twitter or whatever you're calling it now, yeah. uh, threads. So, I mean, it will do it all for me and I don't even have to think about it. The only thing I need to do is go in kind of like with a red pen, if you will, and make mm-hmm. any corrections or errors because there's always going to be some errors Absolutely. or there's just going to be right. things that are that are repeated multiple times, but in different ways. And it's like, all right, come on. It's like that kid that was in eighth grade that he would write the same paragraph four different times, but yeah. he would write it in different ways. And the teacher would have to say, no, no, this is the same idea regurgitated four different times. Yeah. And once you teach it what you want, then it automatically starts correcting those things Correct. and it fix it up for you. So, yeah. Um, well, but yeah. yeah. So I was asking, cause I say this, that like about a year ago, I was having a marketing coordinator do transcription for me on videos, right? This was only yep. a year ago. Right. And so now there, are, I mean, there are, for every tool that we mentioned, there are, you know, thousands of others out there that do the same thing. But I use Crisp for my meeting notes. And that's just something, it's like Otter, but it's, you know, so sure. multiple tools. But I use Crisp. It's also SOC 2 compliant. So yep. I look for those kind of security and data privacy considerations. Um, that's important. I recommend that to everybody too. If you're looking at these tools as well, it's really super easy to go and see if they're SOC 2 compliant. And that's a really good starting point. So if you find something that is, then feel free to to use it and test it out. And if it's not, then I would not trust it. So, so it's just explain for our audience what SOC 2 compliant means. I do not have the word in front of me, but it is a thir- it's serious stuff, right? This is a type of report and audit and review of technology companies and how they collect, store, and protect data, right? Okay. So. Mm-hmm. It is a regulation of some kind, and they have third-party companies come in and review their software, hardware, process, procedures, things like that. So it is that kind of extra layer that I feel like everybody can look for, and it just adds a little bit more security to me when I think about using tools. And it's it's SOC-2. Yeah, and and we'll put a link to it because there's a lot of information on it, but it's kind of along those same lines of some of of the way that that technology nowadays that goes out in the EU has to be GDPR compliant. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's the same principle and idea. And you do want your data to be protected, even when you're sharing it with artificial intelligence and how Absolutely. you put it out there, because that's like the big question now. Right. I mean, there, there are writers on strike that are yep. complaining about, hey, my ideas are being vacuumed into a computer and then spit out to me in every permutation imaginable. And so you certainly want to make sure that if you're putting important or valuable company information in a computer, how is it being used? 
How can it be used? Yeah. So, yeah. And also another point to that is like ChatGPT, you know, OpenAI, they are SOC 2 compliant. But like you mentioned, these 14,000 things that are built on top of it doesn't mean that those apps are SOC 2 compliant. So you just have to be really careful. And I... I tell people that I think I look at AI, well, AI in general is like a marathon, but the AI technology is like a spy toddler. Okay. So it's a toddler because if you ask it a question or give it a prompt or give it that message and, and require information back to you, it may not be great. It may not be accurate. It's going to cite its own sources. It might, you know, it's the hallucinations. It may lie. (laughs) And then on top of it is the spy. It's going to go tell mommy or daddy, right? Right. It's going to go take your information someplace else. So you have to have that kind of, I'm a visual learner. So I have to have that visual in my head. And when you start to put this information into any, any AI tool, just be really careful. If you wouldn't put that on your website or it's not public knowledge in any way, then do not do it unless you really know that it's a closed loop system or the privacy and security things are in place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, because of course, as this technology learns all of your deepest, darkest secrets, they're just going (laughs) to create a pill and sell it to you to solve those deepest and darkest (laughs) secrets. So I know it's big brothers always watching in, in so many different ways, but and not to scare anybody. I no, think, I just no, think no, it's no, an, no. an ounce of prevention can go a long way. Yeah. You're well, not I, going to cover yourself for every single thing, but there's a lot that you can do to protect your data. Right. I say I'm a techno optimist. I mean, this is like, I lead with this. I am a techno optimist. I am not a catastrophizer. And I say this all the time that if like Terminators were to come right now, I'd be like waving the white flag going, I'm on your side. Or, you know, right. Matrix was around. I'd be like, plug me in. Just plug me in. Yes, I yes. am a techno optimist. <laughs> so yeah, but we just, you have to be careful. And AI tools and listening tools, I mean, obviously with data privacy around your, your iPhones and stuff, that's been around for a long time. And people get mad because it's kind of happening without their consent. And now we're willingly putting in our information to these AI tools, just like they're, you know, a conversation with a friend or something. So we just have to be careful. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I would love for you just to kind of share based on this short period of time, because again, the sample size is not that large. What applications are you seeing that really make sense in the design industry space that are actually being deployed right now? So. The ones that are, it's a a really hard question to answer because the tools change all the time, right? Yeah. Okay. So I talk about what's possible now and I talk about what's possible imminently in the future. And I mean, that could be tomorrow. Right. So the first thing, our design firms have a business component and a technical component, right? And -hmm. again, AI is going to touch everything top to bottom, side to side. Every role, every person you see in your firm is going to be impacted by AI. That's just a given. Every single thing. This is not does not live in marketing. It does not live in your IT department. It's going to be pervasive throughout your organization. All right. Yeah. So if you just want to ask about like the design tools, then I would probably talk about things like Midjourney, that's an image generation. I would talk about Runway, which is has their generation two out right now, which is a text or prompt to image 
It's a prompt to video and they now just released image to video. So you can upload a, a static image and they will turn it into a video automatically for you. Mm-hmm. So these are kind of like, these are the illustration, pretty picture tools, right? Adobe Firefly is not the best on the market right now, but it is so, it's so immersed in our industry and everybody uses it that they will become perfect, right? So all of these tools are just getting better and better every day. So if something that's, and these are big players, I mean, I'm talking like the big, big players, they're not going to let this go. This isn't something that they're, you know, going to stop doing. They're going to just keep getting really good at it. And so Adobe, Firefly, they have all of their products right now. So their Photoshop, their Express, their InDesign, Illustrator, all of them are in beta right now. So you can go test it out. But again, the testing part, it's just going to keep getting better. Okay. So Midjourney, Runway, Adobe, there is why, in fact, we had a, we had a three-part presentation recently about AI and anyone who's listening can go look on the Zweig website on their online yeah, learning I, and take I, it. I've seen it and, and I'll and I'll put a link to that okay, on, on the show notes. Yeah. yeah. So the second the second seminar was with a professor out of Yale and amazing. And he talked a lot about really specific design tools for architecture that are kind of coming to light right now. But one of the ones that I was looking at, and again, I like free tools. I like things where I can get in for free and look at demonstrations and play around with the tech. And the one, the company is called Zaha Adid Architects Mm -hmm. and known for being very innovative. And they have released their own AI, which, okay, all AI needs a knowledge base, right? So ChatGPT is sitting on, or, you know, the 3.5 version is sitting on top of the internet pre-2021. All AI needs a knowledge base. So the image generators are sitting on top of image knowledge base. ChatGPT is sitting on top of the internet and is now learning from people that are using it. So it's improving its knowledge base. So Zaha Hadid Architects, they built their AI on top of what I would consider like the architectural knowledge base, design and specs and things like that. So you can go in and play with it right now. It's called looks, L-O-O-K-X dot AI. And it is remarkable. And again, this is something that just popped up now. I can't even imagine how good it's going to be one month or three months or six months down the road. But design tools, AI tools are coming to light right now. And then if you're also looking at the other part of the business, you know, Salesforce, Dropbox, like just big companies that are starting to integrate, everyone is starting to integrate AI into their their products. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, as you mentioned, Zaha Hadid, who was just an amazing architect in yeah. her own right. One of the, one of the greatest female architects that ever lived. You greatest know, I think architects. about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think about the thing that it's like, she's dead, yes, but her design aesthetic mm-hmm. can live on in this computer. Right. And yeah. and I know it sounds weird, but, you know, I think about her, I think of, I mean, he's alive, but Moshe Safdie, yeah. um, who designed Crystal Bridges where I live here yeah. in Northwest Arkansas. Amazing. but. I mean, you know, you, you got to think that AI is going to create a whole new pattern. And, and so honestly, it's like saying, well, could I take all of Frank Lloyd Wright's drawings and all of his designs and input them into a computer and then just say, hey, chat GPT or who, whatever AI u- unit I'm using, yep. can you design a Frank Lloyd Wright inspired home 
based on these parameters and the it probably yes. could do that. Yeah, it can yes. do that. Yeah. Actually, I think that I, I am not an architect, so my use of the looks AI is limited, but I, the Zaha Hadid program is not just about her or her aesthetic, right? So it's her team of innovators have built this and you can put in images or you can give it prompts to design things. And I, you know, absolutely. The answer to your question is yes. Yeah. And I always yeah. say to like every ask developers and computer scientists, I'm like, when is AI going to be able to do, and I don't even get to the end of that sentence and they're like, it already can. <laughs> and so they don't even they don't even bother to listen to what I'm asking. They're just like, right. it can already do it. And it's true. It can already do it. There is something out there already doing what you want it to do, whether it's an off the shelf product or if it's just even has it hit the mainstream yet. Probably not. But it's already happening. So, yeah, I mean, and it's crazy because like even just in the stuff that you're using off the shelf right now, like oh, Slack and oh, Notion and Evernote yeah. and. Dropbox, they're all employing yes. uh, AI uh, and it and it's just making your workflow that much easier. I, I had a system that I followed on Dropbox that I have automated now. So See? as soon as I drop a file into a specific folder, it automatically moves it to so many different areas. Yeah. I mean, you had some automation like that before, but with AI, it just makes it that much easier for you to do it where you don't have to think about all the steps. Yeah. You can just tell it what you want it to do. And then it will process it and do it until it gets it right. Yeah. So what you're talking about, too, is the fact that, well, this is the bigger picture shift, right? I mean, I, we could talk about this forever. The bigger picture shift is that people, what kind of skills do people need in the future? Because they're not going to have to have that design experience or that specific skill set. They're going to have to have the skill set where they get to tell AI what to do and how to do it. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, that's just anyway, I'm going to go back to the question before really quickly, because I would be remiss if I didn't mention NVIDIA as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, people have read about NVIDIA. It's a trillion dollar company now. It's stock uh, price has gone through the roof. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> they yeah. just I mean, what is just OK, anyway, smart company. But NVIDIA is so fascinating because if you you have access to their tools and stuff right now, and one of the things that they are demonstrating at the moment is that you can take your iPhone camera or any, you know, phone that you've got with your camera and go out and take video or even still shots and have them make it into an immediate 3D model. Yeah. So it's insane. And so I just think about, so this is the part where I think I'm hopefully an asset to AEC because we don't just think, oh, that's cool. We start to think about what does that look like for our workflow and for our people and when you actually go do that, can you pull it into your even current, you know, architectural models or engineering models, right? And I mean, yeah. in the near future, you're going to be able to do that seamlessly. But so this kind of stuff is coming. And then you extrapolate that out. How do you get ready for this? How do you start to, how do you get ready for this as a business, as what kind of hardware, software, technology, policies, processes in place do you need? And... Brandy, the bigger question for me, which I'm just past the popcorn is when we recapture our time. So McKinsey came out with a, a report a couple of weeks ago. And what I found so interesting is they said the current generative AI has the ability to automate 50 to 60 percent of somebody's work right today. Current generative AI can do that. And in the next by I think like in the next 30 years or so, which again, I think it's going to move much faster. AI can actually eliminate, you know, 50% of jobs today because they'll just automate it. 
And again, I'm a techno optimist. So that just means that <laughs> some jobs may go away and be automated, right. but other jobs are going to pop up and other firms are going to pop up and other companies. Okay. But going back to how do you think about this? So if you were really to look at your workforce and let's just, let's just be conservative and say even 40%, right? They recapture 40% of their time. Then what are they doing with that time? Like, right. So we're all, we're also, I love the fact that everyone's out there and we all think we're all innovative, but we're so innovative, but we can't be innovative because we're so busy. Well, we're going to about to eliminate that busy part. And you're going to have to really prove that you're innovative. You're going to have to prove that you're creative and future thinking and, you know, strategic and what kind of value are you going to bring to your clients when fast or cheap isn't your differentiators anymore? It's just, I'm sorry, I just took it to a whole philosophical level. But when you were talking about automating stuff, it just like, how do you start to think about this and prepare, not just for the tool that's going to impact your firm, but it's a shift. This is a monumental shift in business. So, yeah. I mean, I would think that there are a couple of things in, especially in the design industry space that we would not want to relegate to AI, right? And yeah. one of those is relationship building. Oh, absolutely. Um, and maybe s- some forms of sales. Yeah. You may have AI put together your presentation, but you're still going to deliver absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also think it's going to give you, like you said, space to think and space to kind of flex your creative muscle a little bit more because you are not inundated with the day-to-day workflows that typically have been experienced in the design industry space. Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway, sometimes I just sit in silence in the dark and just kind of rock back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) seriously. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to scare anybody either. Right. Because I I think people need to understand that this is not something where all of a sudden tomorrow you're going to go in, you're going to sign up for some program, start using it and you'll have it all figured out. That's not it. It, This, this is in its purest sense, an iterative process. And what I mean by that is simply, Hey, just figure out how you can use AI to help you with some of your correspondence, how it can help you to automate maybe a better response letter to a client about something and then teach it how you share that information and how you typically respond so that AI can ultimately become an extension or an appendage of who you are and how you operate. And that to me is the easiest baseline way of introducing yourself to AI without thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to put all these drawings or designs into a computer so it can spit out a design for me. I'm talking about just basic correspondence. Yeah. You know, there are that's the best place to start. Yeah, there are so many applications, extensions and programs out there just even for writing. So, I mean, obviously everyone cuz ChatGPT is kind of the one that got the ball rolling and it's still out there and it's still amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. So absolutely. if you if you haven't logged in to ChatGPT, please go Play do with that. that. Their free yeah. version is 3.5. If you want to spend the extra 20 bucks to get GPT plus, there are lots of really cool things out there that are associated with that. They came out with a code interpreter customization, which I'll, we'll talk to in a second. And then the plugins, which really make it easy. But what you were talking about too, is if you have the chat GPT plus with the customization part turned on, it's in beta, but you turn it on and you can tell it who you are and how you want it to act. So you yeah. are, again, you're teaching it how to be your own personal assistant, right? 
So, but there are lots of tools out there, but ChatGPT, obviously. I do like Perplexity AI. It's a search engine. And what I like about it is, is that when you start to search with it, it will start to ask you questions. And you can also put in your own profile or avatar and teach it who you are. So it gives you better answers. So yeah, there's the low, the low cost of entry. Both of these, you know, tools are relatively inexpensive and perplexity is free to use. So, I mean, even Bing, I mean, it's, you know, Bing, Bard. I mean, I was like, you know, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. Right. But, (laughs) but Bing and Bard are absolutely out there. AI. Well, let's talk about Microsoft really quickly too, because I also think like start to play with the tech now because Microsoft, which everybody uses, obviously, I mean, everyone uses Microsoft. So it's going to introduce its AI into, uh, it's called Copilot. They're still in testing with about 600 users right now, but they did announce it's going to be $30 on top of an existing subscription plan per user per month. And so I'm also just letting founders or leaders out there know, start planning for this budget as well, right? Mm -hmm. So this is something you're, I mean, you're not going to be able to tell one person they can have it and another person they can't have it. So my old firm, they have 1,500 people. So that's an additional $600,000 a year. That is a, that's a hefty, they can, you know, absorb it, obviously. Right. start to plan for what this looks like. But I'm going back to your point. Please start to use the technology before it hits Microsoft, right? You want to have some familiarity with the tech before it hits you in the face with Microsoft. (laughs) But what I'm also telling you is what we've discussed. You can go like ChatGPT or any other the other writing AI tools. But the minute Microsoft turns on, you have that in Microsoft. So you're going to be ahead of the game because you're already going to be, you're already going to understand it and have been using a tool like that, even if the tool that you've used before, you're no longer going to use. Right. Yeah. 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 And now I don't know how I qualified for it, but I'm a heavy Google user. So I qualified for a beta. So I have AI already built into my Gmail and a few other, you know, my Google Docs and well, all that. that. Is so, in, yeah, that, which which is really cool. You're like a rock star to me. Well, I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's my, not, it's not, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it, it is really deal. nice because it's truly integrated. And like I said, Notion, I use Notion a lot. So Notion, which is kind of like a database, uh, somewhat akin to Evernote, but I just like it because it, it just works better for me. But it has an AI workflow that they've added. And all of these have figured out a way to add it with an additional charge. I'm waiting yeah. for for Google to yeah. lower the other shoe and say, okay, now that you've had this for a while, here's how much more you're going to pay per yeah. month. But you're right. I mean, it, it is fundamentally, that is how companies are going to move forward yeah. with things. And so it's coming, whether we like it or not. And, no, and you're absolutely right. right. The best advice that, as you mentioned, that anybody should have is to just get out there and play with it. You're not going to break anything. And just, you know, give it some benign tests and then see what it does and recognize that the technology only makes you better. It doesn't make you weaker. Yeah. One of the the best pieces of um, advice I heard is that when you start to use this tools, ask it something you already know, right? So if you put in something and you're like, I have a, I have a very dear engineering friend and he's like, I wasn't that impressed. I'm like, well, you need to keep, keep on keeping on, right? But ask it, ask it stuff that you know and, and test it. See how you can learn from it. I also want to mention 
Randy mentioned like other tools and stuff. So we talked about the business and some design aspects. I look into stuff every day. But I was looking into a company this week called Joist.ai. Okay. Okay. So they are one of the founders. He's a Texas A&M graduate currently in San Diego, but he used to work for Hensel Phelps. Anyway, I found them and asked for a demo because they are specifically based on doing AI for RFPs and RFQs. And I took a very quick demo and I was really, really impressed. And so one of the questions I asked very early on, this was months ago to the code developer next to me. And I was like, when are we going to be able to put in, I'm a marketer by trade, right? So I, right. I have to ask the sales questions. <laughs> but I was like, when do we, because proposals are awful. They're just time, it's a time suck and they burn people out, right? So I was thinking, when are we able to put in questions from RFQ or an RFP and have AI assemble a proposal for us, right? And even with images or all of that. And Joyce AI is one of those companies that's creating that technology right now based on your own database, your own yeah. intelligence, your own knowledge. And I'm just thinking anyway, yeah. So when we say again, that it's going to touch everybody, it is going to make your teams recruiting. Sorry, now I'm just scattered, but recruiting as well. So when I first talked to Chad Kleinhens of Zweig about AI, he said, oh my gosh, it's going to solve the recruiting problem. And I was like, you, that's where you went. You went right to that question. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, right to that question. And so I'm going to tie this all in. I go back to my early days where, you know, we're sitting there waiting on information from tech people who don't even know how to start writing something or we're waiting on a, a picture that turns that's fuzzy and it has a, you know, a construction cone in it or something. And we have to go into Adobe Photoshop or whatever and remove this thing pixel by pixel. It takes hours. And so AI does now instantaneously what something took days. So, you know, from decades to days, right? From years to minutes. And so now with like even this technology from Joyce, it's like we get to spend, it's going to automate the stuff that that hurts people and, you know, just like, you know, breaks their soul and their will to live. <laughs> and now they get the part where you were talking about, they get the time back to actually be interesting and think about value and clients and, you know, differentiation and things like that. And those relationships, because we are relationship driven. Yeah. But yeah, it just, anyway, just it proposals, like the, the churn and the rate of how we burn people out. AI has the ability to really, really help with that. There are a lot of articles out right now in case studies where not to be so woo woo, but I'm going to say it, it helps with the happiness quotient. So yeah. Absolutely. There are studies out there. So not only do new employees get ramped up faster, new engineers or new architects get ramped up faster. So they feel like they're contributing faster to their firm because they're, they get more information quicker with the AI. There is a happiness quotient that is very measurable to AI. So thinking about one, if you could train the people that you have to work smarter, more productive, more efficient, more accurate, right? And yep. then also you can retain those people. So you don't have to go look for 12 new people. You get to train the people that you have to be better. Yeah. No, it, you're absolutely right. And again, like I said, we, we are still just scratching the surface yep. on what the capabilities are for AI. And every 
business vertical, but especially in the design industry. And, you know, I applaud the work that you're doing, that Zweig is doing to Mm -hmm. just try to get out in front of it and embrace it, because I honestly have not seen that many people talking about AI yet. I I feel like people are just gingerly walking in not to crush the flowers or anything because they're not exactly sure what's going to happen next. Yeah. And, and then you've got, you know, you you guys are out there just like, hey, this is what's going on. You've, you've had a number of webinars. There'll be more webinars. And yeah. there's plenty of opportunity for design firm leaders and design firm practitioners to gain further insight and glean ways that they could benefit from AI. Yeah. There, there are just a, a, a million things that you can do. And are there any other resources that you want to recommend to folks? Because you've given us a laundry list of platforms to look at, and we'll put all of that in the show notes. But I didn't know if there was anything else that you could think of from a resource perspective that maybe somebody might want to look into. Again, I have, there's so many. No, I think I I touched on the bigger ones. Okay. So I think we're, I think we're okay there. But I will also, so what you just said about, you know, stepping on the flowers at the beginning of the year, I was like, we need to start talking about this. And more recently, I have stopped myself from saying that. And it's not enough to talk about it anymore. And even even yeah. in the six months, it's not enough yeah. to talk about it. We have to start doing something. And so, yeah, I think that there's, we have to start doing something. I am Absolutely. really worried about our industry. <laughs> that, that I will say, and I, I know y'all can't see my face or whatever. Again, I am a techno-optimist and I have been in this industry for 25 years. It's been very good to me. I adore it. I love this industry. I love the people in this industry. Is we it are, because we're not early adopters? Is yes, that what you're oh saying? Oh my God, it's, you're, you just took it. <laughs> we aren't early adopters on much, right? We are right. behind. BIM took you know 10 to 15 years to kind of really get grounded. And AI is not that. And so I will tell you, I have had just brief discussions with some serious leadership in large firms in our industry. One of them, I said, what are you doing about AI? And he said, "Uh, nothing. I don't want anything to do with it. And I'm just like, (laughs) I really, I was just kind of stunned and walked away. I don't even know what to say at that point. I also have other leaders who definitely are scared of it, kind of want to wait and see, put your head in the sand. And it's terrifying to me that we we can't even have this discussion about you need to start to pay attention to yeah. it. Yeah. So and a lot of the leaders I've talked to as well, they don't want to touch it, but then their risk you know, directors are like, no, we need to pay attention. So then that's a little, that's a little scary when then somebody is bringing AI to your attention through fear and risk, right? And not opportunity and enthusiasm and potential. So with you, again, people can't see my face or whatever, but like I, there would, every challenge to AI is an opportunity. Uh, It is here to stay. It is not going anywhere. We are billions and billions of dollars into this. Um, and it is not turning back. So how do you just say, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to engage, you know? Yeah. I mean, and you literally just have to jump in, right? Come on in. The water feels great. You just, you just have to jump in. And I, and I think like what we've been saying all along, find a lane, get in there and just try it out. Mm -hmm. You know, if nothing else, I mean, I know I was concerned. I, I use a product called Descript, which allows me to do some videos and audio. And 
of course, with Descript, I uploaded my voice, right? right? So now I can go in and edit something. If I misspeak or if I need to change a word, I can go do it and it automatically inputs me crazy? saying it. Yeah. Uh, it is crazy. It's and that's kind of, that's just the beauty of AI that I don't have to destroy some audio that I've made. Yeah. I can just go in and massage the information yeah. and it it's as if that's how it was said the whole time. And I mean, that's, you have to, I'm here for that yeah. as I am for most, just about everything that I've seen. And even with my assistant, I have worked with her to show her how to use AI to make her job easier, right? Because it's not, I know for a lot of people that are in the admin side of things, they're like, oh crap, my job's about to be toast. Not true. Yeah. It's not true. Right. It's not true. And everybody that I know that's in that space, I'm like, learn chat GPT, learn yep. your prompts. Yep. You still have to be able to articulate to this program what you're looking for. Right. So Absolutely. I know we're thinking of like talking to IBM Watson or, <laughs> uh, you know, or right Iron now. Man's computer or, or mm-hmm. Iron Man's computer mm-hmm. from the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And Darkest. there is some re- there is some reality to that. And plain language is going to rule the day, but you still have to know how to ask for things and what to ask. Yeah. And I think that's just, it, that just comes with trial and error. Oh, you're not going to figure it out. Right. Yeah. I, I see, I see stuff that's being created and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go like, you know, make my own stuff. And I go over and I was telling uh, my business partner, I'm like, I am apparently not an expert prompt engineer yet. <laughs> so, cause I'm not getting the same stuff that they're getting. But what you said, you know, earlier, test the water. So I've mentioned before, I consider AI a marathon, right? But let's give the parameters to that one. It's a race that never ends. Yeah. You don't know the route. Yeah. And you don't know your pace. Right. And sometimes you also don't know who's running next to you. So, but it's that, but you have to get in the race, right? So when you talk about this entry part, you can crawl it if you want, you can walk it, you can run it, you can sprint it, but you have to get in the actual race, right? And what I am trying to also do, you know, I have a LinkedIn group. And if you want to hear me speak and stuff, what I'm trying to do is when you go out there and we talk about all the noise about AI, it is scary. It's so much information coming your way and it's just too much. Yeah. Again, I'm going to take your advice. You don't have to like kind of cut that noise out. Just try something really simple to get into the race. Yeah. It's the flood of information that even I get sometimes is. And I'm in it. I told you I'm up to my eyeballs. I mean, I research this stuff three to four hours a day. I have no social media life anymore. I don't even know if I have friends or family. (laughs) All I see is AI stuff. And sometimes I'll read something and I will perfectly honest. I was sitting in a, in a restaurant. I started to cry like tears fell from my face because I was like, Oh my God, I'm behind. And so I can only imagine when other people see this type of information. I mean, you know, Claude, Llama, you know, Bard, ChatGPT. I mean, all the names and stuff, all these 14,000 applications are coming their way. And they're like, I don't know what to do with this information. It's just information overload. So the best advice is what Randy just said. Just like take a deep breath and try something. Just get in the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's that's the easiest way to say it. And, And I don't I didn't want to create this episode to scare anyone. I really wanted this to be a place of information and a place where it's a safe space, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. that's the whole purpose of the Zweig Letter podcast is really to encourage design professionals to be the best version of themselves. And I believe that AI 
Yeah, AI is one of those things that helps you to be the best version of yourself as a practicing architect, engineer, planner, whatever your role is in this space, but then also as a design professional, as someone who, Mm -hmm. you know, again, you're responsible for the built environment. You know, you've heard me say this before. You guys, I mean, you design professionals have to be reminded that their role in the world is huge and it's important. Yes. And we all need to be reminded of that. And just think of it this way. AI is just going to make your job that much easier in certain aspects. And it's going to push you into a place where you'll have more time to continue to develop the skills that matter the most to you as you grow in your career. Yeah. People, many, many over the past couple of months are like, well, just how do I start? Right. Especially leaders who are thinking about their firm and how do they even start you know, generating thoughts around this technology. So the, what I say to them is think about your own day. Okay. If yeah. you think about your day, we all have things we despise doing, you know, they just things we don't like to do that take too long. Like what's that list of those things? And I guarantee there's AI out there right now that you can delegate to or automate. Yep. I guarantee it. Second half of that equation is what do you love to do during your day? What do you really like to do? And I guarantee that there's AI out there that can help you do that more, better, all the good adjectives, right? So if you think about those two things, like even start there, start with your day and like, what don't you like to do? And then you can email me and say, Kristen, I hate to do this during my day. Do you have a tool (laughs) for this? And I'll be like, yes, we do. Here it is. We do. Yeah. So so start that way and feel free to reach out, right? I mean, obviously reach out. I have a list of thousands of tools. I've got my favorites, but if you tell me what solution you're looking for a problem, or I will tell you an AI that can help you right now. I also would be really remiss if I didn't say like, we were talking about like how you step in these waters too. Zweig is amazing. So we're also developing, we consult with companies, obviously, if you want to just hire us directly like that to come in and, and, you know, do a review and create a plan for you and help you implement it. But we are also going to start doing day, day and a half seminars training. So you can kind of get this big crash course in AI. This is for leadership, you know, how to really start thinking about these, how do you get in this game? So, yeah. Sure. And I mean, you'll probably have to infuse some of what you're talking about from an AI perspective into the Principals Academy, into so. um, told project them, yeah. management. Yeah. Yep. So it, it's going to need to be in every facet of Free. what Zweig That's does. It. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to have to be covered. But I mean, there's so much we could talk about on this subject. And and I think what I want to do is put a pin in this conversation for right now okay. and put a comma, which means that we're going to just take a pause <laughs> and we're going to come back to this conversation. Because I would venture to think that even in the next three to six months, you'll have some more information to oh. share about where things are. By next are. week, Randy, by next week. I know, I this know. Is how fast so, it's happening. It's, it's cuckoo. Yeah, no. So I'm all for that. And, and I would like to, I'd like to certainly continue this conversation. So all of you that are listening to this episode, please share it with your friends that have questions or concerns or thoughts about artificial intelligence and how it's going to impact our space. As always, you can reach out to Kristen to learn more about what she's doing, how to connect with her. And we'll put her LinkedIn profile on the show notes. We'll also put her uh, her, her Zui group email on there 
so people can reach out to her and connect with her. And just so everyone knows, I will process and render this whole podcast (laughs) through artificial intelligence. So I practice what I preach. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you about this and then saying, oh, well, that's for other people. No, I'm using it because it saves me time. So when this is all said and done and I have it edited, then I will run it through the sausage grinder that is AI and I will have it put it out so many different ways. So anything that you see in reference to this particular podcast episode was all produced via artificial intelligence. Okay, except for our, so, my voice is real right now. No, your voice is real. And my voice is real your too. So real. There, there will not be any of that, but everything yeah. else, like the finished product, once that's done, cause I mean, I have a real live flesh and blood editor yeah. who does amazing work. So that, but I'm saying everything after that, it's all going to be rendered through AI transcript, you name it. It will all be done by AI and it will be done at a very high level. Whatever titles you see will be AI and influenced, if not outright from AI, whatever quotes that you see, which you've heard some pretty good quotes today, that will be from AI. So trust me when I say this, I'm not only talking about this, I am putting it into practice on a daily basis. So it's really not as hard as you think, folks. And And I want you guys to be thinking about how you can implement AI in your workplace. And if you need extra help or if you just need somebody to hold your hand, Kristen is here to do that. Absolutely. I'm going to end with a good quote. You can quote me on this one. So my quote is, what's next is now, right? And also, Randy, that when you use AI, it gets you to a place where you can go spend more time on the things that are important to you. Right. I mean, that's the end goal is that it gives you the time to go spend it on whatever is important to you. You know, Bill Gates wants to solve, you know, healthcare in the world. Good for him. That's awesome. Randy, you and I talked about you going to go spend some time with your son. So like it gets you to the thing that is most important to you. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's it. I mean, that's, that is exactly where we're going to leave this conversation. So. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I'm glad to turn the tables on you and have you on this podcast finally. So, uh, and and this won't be the last time. This is just probably going to be the first of many AI conversations that we're going to have. And and eventually, by hook or by crook, I'm going to, whatever I can do to get the word out on this platform so that people are reaching out to you just to get help as they kind of figure out this process. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. To learn more about one of the oldest newsletters in the design industry, visit zweiggroup.com. You can read articles online, listen to this podcast, and sign up for a free subscription to the newsletter and have it delivered right into your email inbox every Monday morning. Sign up today. For more information about Zwy Group's advisory services, including the AI services that we just talked about today, or any Zwy Group publications, visit zwiggroup.com. You can subscribe to the Zweigler podcast wherever you listen to it. And please, 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 please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here soon with another new episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Zweig Letter Podcast. We hope that you can be part of elevating the industry and that you can apply our advice and information to your daily professional life. For a free digital subscription to the Zweig Letter, please visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe.
to gain more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about leadership, finance, HR, and marketing your firm. Subscribe today.